Amen. Amen. So we prayed for, for parents, guardians, prayed for students, teachers, and administrators. And now I want to pray for the church. How many believe that these are great days for the ministry of Jesus to continue to function and flow through his people, his body, the church? If you agree, say amen. amen. And I believe that, that, you know, the playbook of the past, if you will, of how to be the church and culture um, is changing. And one of the things I think that, that the church can step into in this hour is to come alongside families, parents, grandparents, guardians, to be that place of encouragement, that place of stability, that place in many times of refuge where you feel like you're swimming upstream and you need someone to come take the oar and help you make it past the next bend on the journey. Anyone ever need help? Say amen. And so if you would, can we just all stand to our feet? We want to pray that the church would step into it this hour with great authority and anointing and awareness of how to come alongside parents, guardians, students, teachers, administrators to be the church in this hour. So if you can, let's just lift our hands. It says to lift up holy hands in prayer in First Timothy chapter 2 if you want an address. It's right there. And so, Father, we lift up holy hands in prayer. Holy. Lord, we need you. We call on your name in this season. Fathers, we celebrate families and, and students and teachers and just this season of uh, the, the change in seasons. Lord, would your church shine like a bright beacon of hope in this hour? Would your church function as that salty, preserving, purifying, flavor-enriching people on the earth in this hour, God? Would the, would the church, Lord, step into her peculiar ministry as so many people are looking for a place of refuge and stability Father, so Lord, we just pray for our church that you give us strategy and grace in this fall semester season as there's so many uncertainties. Father, we pray to be a community that that lives and moves and has our being in Christ Jesus, that the the power of the gospel would be present here to, to release the healing, love and grace that so many of us need on a moment by moment basis. And so, Father, we just bless your church today. We bless the church in California. We bless the church, Lord, in this nation. We bless the church, Lord, of the Central Coast. God, that, that this would be a region that, Lord, the church would know how to, how, to, how to work in tandem and in harmony with other institutions and that we would be able to bring forth the unique call and grace and gift that you've given the church to release to the culture wherever she's planted. And so, Father, would you strengthen the church of this hour? May we know how to bless and encourage and to be a a place of refuge and solace for parents and guardians and teachers and students and administrators. Lord, we want to be a blessing. Thank you for the blessing to be a blessing to others. Come on, say that. I am blessed to be a blessing. Come on, we are blessed to be a blessing to others in Jesus' name. We all said amen and amen. Let's lift up a shout of amen this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey, if we can, all the families with kids, all the families, if you can stand up. Sorry, you just sat down. But if you can't stand back up. Hey, we have a gift to you and the families. First off, uh, this is a devotional. And I, I went through this with my kids last year. And it's just a really good opportunity to do a devotional together and to really go deeper together. And, you know, this a testimony this last year when we we're going through uh, this devotional, it actually make it, made us think a little bit more about his creation, everything that he created. And it actually had us carry, 
uh, just walk in the spirit of curiosity and just just growing and desiring to know him even further. And so I want to just pray that blessing over you guys right now. Father, I just thank you for the gift of your word. But Lord, I just pray as they read this as, as a family, Lord, that they would be able to go deeper, that there be questions, that there be questions of hunger to want to know you more, to want to see you more and experience you more. I ask for blessing of revelation and wisdom to come forth and encountering you and your love even further. So, Lord, I pray for that time and that desire of time to spend time with you to happen in the household, over families, over dinner, over breakfast. Whatever it is, Lord, we ask, Lord, that it be an opportunity of growing and knowing you even further. So bless these families in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Pastor Chad has a word for you guys. Let's give him that hand back up. Amen. Hey, just really quick. Uh, I see, I mean, my kids are all rosy red. I know it's hot. Is anyone happy in the shade back there? How's it feel? Can you just all wave those little fans that you got up here so we can get a little flow in the glory? Praise God. Um, hey, I need a couple kids. I need, I need like six to eight kids to get up here on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on, run up here. I need some help. Come on, see, no one? Give it up for our kids. Oh, we got helpers all day. All day. All right, so here's, here's the deal. Today, I feel a real strong word. It's going to be very brief because it's hot. And it's a family service. And kids like brief. Can I get an amen? And so the, the story I wanted to unpack for the kiddos. Come on, buddy. Yeah, I love you. Good job. The story I want to unpack is Mark chapter 2. It's the story of the paralytic. Remember the paralytic? He was, he was paralyzed. He couldn't move. And he needed to get to Jesus. And he had four really great friends who lifted him up, who broke up the roof and lowered him down. And so I wanted to see if the kids could lift up Pastor Andrew with this blanket. How many believe that the kids can lift up Pastor Andrew with the blanket? Come on, Pastor Andrew, get on the blanket, bro. Come on, let's go. Go. Lift, 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 lift. Oh, gosh, be careful. I don't know if they can do it. I don't know if they can do it. They did it! Okay, don't hurt them. Hey, give it up for the kids one last time. Thank you, guys. Love you. Good job, everybody. You can be seated. You guys are really cute. Good job. Good job. Good job. Well, hey, I just want to just share. I want to read that story. And I just want to make literally three or four comments. And then I want us to pray. And we've got a little something to celebrate for the families and the kids after the service. So open your Bibles to Mark chapter 2. I just want to read this passage this morning. And I just think there's some really sweet little points, little nuggets that we could chew on. And be encouraged by. How many love the scriptures? Jesus speaks to us through his word. Mark chapter 2, it says this. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that even that there was no room left. Not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Come on, how many know Jesus is comfortable at home? 
Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And then they lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? He said to them. Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Come on, how many want to live in the reality of we have never seen anything like this? Let me say that again. We have never seen anything like this. Who wants to live in that reality? So as I was reflecting, I was thinking this is a passage that's very relevant in a quarantine COVID-19 season. And for many families and students doing distance learning, whether you're doing distance learning through a public school, charter school, private school, or you're homeschooling, like my wife and I, for this semester. Regardless, all of us know what it is to feel like our house is crowded and there's no room. Can I get an amen? Oh, come on, Marie. Let's go. I want you to understand that Jesus understands being trapped in a house where you feel like you're breathing down each other's necks. When can we go out? When are they going to drop the the sanctions and the orders? And I want you to know, Jesus knows what it's like to feel trapped and confined in tight quarters. Can I get an amen? So in this fall season, parents and guardians, I'm preaching to you right now. Wherever you feel like, gosh, these kids, grandkids... Nieces and nephews are driving me crazy. Just remember, Jesus knows what it is to be crowded in the mess of the everyday stuff of life with you. And we all said amen. He can understand. He can understand. Jesus understands what it is to be in a house that's crowded when you're pressed from every angle with concerns, with needs, with wants and desires. Come on, I'm trying to give encouragement to guardians and parents. He understands what it is to be pressed and to be constantly drawn on. How many usually like school because you get to get rid of your kids for a little bit? Don't say that. Don't raise your hand. In a season like distance learning and for some of us homeschooling, there's going to be new things, new snares, new snags that you're going to discover, not because your kids or grandkids are terrible or whatever your season of the fall is going to look like, but you've got to understand Jesus knows what it is to be constantly demanded, constantly drawn from, and he can help you in the midst of that equation. He knows what it is to be consumed by the concerns of others around him. Can he handle it? Come on, can Jesus handle the cares and concerns that you will face and that you will carry in this season? 
Will he be crushed by the situation he's in? Will there be enough Jesus to go around for all of the needs, concerns, needs, desires, wants? And then there's the four friends. Listen, we're in a season of where conventional how things used to be are being radically reoriented. Can I get an amen? Maybe we never considered being homeschool parents ever. And God bless those of you who that's your grace. And I can't wait to see how we're going to grow and learn. But there's a season where the rules that once applied and the rhythms, they're being radically redefined because we're in a different season. Cue the four friends and the roof access. Come on, how many ever need four friends when you feel paralyzed by life's seasons, circumstances, and situations where you need people to lift you up and to take you to Jesus? In many ways, this is the role and ministry of the church, the role and ministry of community groups. That's why we're doing sign-ups for our fall semester. We are going to need people in this fall semester and season to pick us up when we run out of gas. Can I get an amen? The house is full. But because his friends had faith, the barriers and obstacles that they saw were not the end of the road, but a fork in the road to a new opportunity to experience the grace of God. Let me say that again. I thought that was profound. Because the four friends had faith when they saw the closed door, the packed house, the the conventional wisdom, the way that things used to be are no longer the way things are. Because they had faith, it wasn't the end of the road. It was a fork in the road to a new season of discovering rhythms of grace, ways to access God's presence and his provision. And friends, God is going to release creative grace for parents and guardians and teachers and students, grandparents. If you'll have eyes of faith like Patty prayed, it's not just, oh, bummer, we've got it. It's, it's different. It's let's step into the opportunity and ask for the eyes of faith to see the fork instead of the end. I'm trying to encourage us as we enter into the fall. Faith can see creative ways where grace is at work. And I want you to know the Father has grace 24 7 365 through his son who is still full of grace and truth no matter what we will face and walk in parents guardians those who are negotiating what a stay at home or whatever your scenario is going to be there is grace for you no matter what you will face there is help from above and so the friends tear open the roof they lower their comrade to jesus What I want to admonish you, parents, guardians, students, those watching online and those in person sweating like me. No matter the cost, your primary first calling is to get at the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus is the provision of Jesus. And he is all that you will need in any season you'll face. The miracle of the story is that they just knew that the place where the power and the glory poured out was at the feet of the king. And you may be in a season, I saw in this story, all of us can play all of the characters. For some of us, we know what it is to have a paralyzed season. Who's ever been in a paralyzed season where you just were full of fear and anxiety and you needed someone to lift you? How many were crippled by an addiction, by sin, and there was no way you could get to Jesus? Come on, somebody. How many's know what it is to be in the house, but yet Jesus still seems so far away? 
How many knows what it is to have someone lift you by the the skin of your neck and got you to Jesus, even against your will, maybe at first, because they knew that where sin increased, grace could abound all the more if you'd get at the feet of Jesus. And what I see in this story is all of us will play one of those roles in our in our journey. Many of us will know seasons where we feel like there's no way. And it's at that season, the church, your community can step in and lift you and get you to Jesus. Many of you can be like the friend where you're doing okay. Maybe you're, you're, you're in a different season. You're not going to have the grind and the grit of what many parents and grandparents. Maybe yours a little grace on your life to step in and be one of the four to lift those who will need lifting in this fall season. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're the house owner. Or that's all you do. It's your resources and you just make space in your house for Jesus to dwell so that others can encounter his grace in that place. Come on, everything you have is a gift, not just for your good and pleasure, but it's meant to be re-given back to the Father and say, Lord, everything you've given me is a gift. Use it and maximize it for your glory. See, I see me in all three of these sections of the story. And the beauty is that about this story is wherever you're at, the, the, the goal, the telos, the aim is the same, to get at the feet of Jesus. This is where God can change your story and write a new story in its place. Come on, who's thankful for the grace story that God's writing this fall season? We can be paralyzed, powerless, where our faith and our hope is weary and waning. We can be the friends who know that the weak and the weary friend need extra help and support in a time of need. And then there's the scribes, those who are addicted to the old wine, the way things have to be, the boxes that God used to fit in, who don't have eyes to see the new thing that God is doing in and through his son in the hour. Friends, we need new eyes to see the grace of God being applied and appropriated in our lives in this season. Who wants fresh eyes of faith to see the new thing that God can do in our midst? And at the end of the day, whether you need forgiveness or healing, or whether you need help or a family or people to lift you up and get you to Jesus, there's hope. Because there's enough grace and mercy to enable, to cover to empower you no matter what you will walk through in this season that we're entering into today. In closing, what I thought was really cool and how I want to land the plane. Really, all of our calling, if you're a guardian or a parent or a grandparent, even if you're, you don't, you're not, maybe you're not married, maybe you don't have, maybe you've got a roommate, but our job really we can't always control the noise. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Come on, somebody be honest with me. We can't always dial down the needs and the concerns of those around us that God has given us authority to lead, to guide, and to shepherd. Can I get an amen? We can't always change their attitude, their outlook. But you know what you can do? You can be a person that says, you know what? I can't control all this, but I'm going to keep a hole in my roof open for the glory of God to come no matter what I face. 
And I just want to close with this, parents and guardians, every single time you turn your heart to the Lord, it's making a hole in your roof for God's presence to come and to touch your kids and your families. Every time, instead of reaching for the show, you reach for the song and say, you know what, I don't just want to veg out, Lord, I just want to make space, even if I'm not aware of it, and you fill your heart and your home with worship music, you are breaking a hole in your roof for your kids and your grandkids and those you are an overseer of to experience an environment where the healing, forgiving, reconciling love of Jesus can flow in your home. And I thought that the the way I want to end this talk is this, is be one who is okay with the mess as long as there's a hole in your roof, because that's the access that you and I are going to need to the empowering, enabling grace of Jesus for the challenges and the tasks that lie ahead. How many want to have an open roof home for the glory of God this fall season? I may not be able to control all the mess. I don't know arithmetic. I don't know technology. Come on, grandparents and parents. I don't know about the Zoom distance learning. But what you can do is you can blast a hole in your roof and keep it open. And be those who can continually just say, you know what, kids? I don't know grandkids, but let's get to the feet of Jesus. Because at the feet of Jesus, he can take our broken, weary hearts. And he can renew and remake and rewrite a new story for his glory and for our good. Can I get an amen? And so I just wanted to encourage and admonish parents, grandparents, students, wherever you're at on that story, Jesus is enough today. And maybe you need the forgiveness that the paralyzed man needed. Maybe you needed the healing to get up off your mat. Maybe you need a friend. You need a community of people to gather around you to get you to a place you can't get on your own. Maybe you're like, Chatty, I want God to give me new eyes to see how the resources and the gifts and the good stuff he's given me can be leveraged this fall season for others to get at Jesus' feet as well. Wherever you're at, I just want you to stand on your feet with me, and I want to bless you. I want to bless us this morning as we close. God, I thank you for the power of the gospel. I thank you that, that there's forgiveness and there's healing that flows through Jesus in both both. He says, which one's harder to heal or to forgive? The implication is that neither are hard for you because you're so full of life, full of grace and full of mercy. And Father, I pray that our houses would have holes in their roofs, metaphorically speaking, this fall season. Come on, somebody. I pray that no matter how cramped or crowded Or how helpless or hopeless we may feel because of the circumstances this fall we're entering into. I pray that there would be a space and place for your abundant provision of grace to flood our homes and flow to those around us. Father, we pray that you would just enable and empower us to adopt new rhythms. God, of of sitting at your feet, living aware, abiding in your presence. Father, in the midst of the hustle and bustle and the many new things we're going to be juggling and negotiating with, would we be those people who, after sitting at your feet, checking in with you first, that we would begin to make choices that would be filled with wisdom and knowledge from you. Father, we cry out right now. Come on, just cry out, Lord, put our houses in order. Can you just ask the Lord, Lord, put our hearts in order. Put our homes in order. May our houses have holes in their roofs so that there's just constant access for however the need 
Whatever is needed, Lord, that your provision and your presence would be able to minister the grace of Christ no matter what we face this season. And then, Father, I pray that you would just give grace and strength to students as they're going back to school, distance learning or otherwise. Lord, we pray that this would be a season where we would be awake to your love and grace like never before. In Jesus' name, we all said amen and amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, keep a hole in your roof, buddy.